Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Welcome back. This week, we have been talking about ultimatums. We've been talking about life plans that don't get realized. What do we do with people when we are in a relationship with them and they tell us that they want the same thing as us, but then we never receive it from them. The person who wrote in was talking about their romantic partnership. They are in a committed relationship with someone. They even have a child with this person. And yet they feel like nothing's moving forward in terms of marriage, even though their partner says that they want to get married too. However, this is something that we experience in many different spheres of life. I have worked with so many people who have said, I've been in this job forever and my boss keeps telling me that I'm going to get a raise or that opportunities will be available or promotions will be available. And it never happens. I've heard of people in relationships who say, my partner says they want a baby. And no matter how many times we talk about it, every time we talk about it, they change the subject or they tell me not yet, or they say they're not sure when. So what do we do? On one hand, the person is saying, I want the exact same thing as you. And on the other hand, they're not acting like it. So on Tuesday, I talked to you about how important it is to recognize what an ultimatum is and how sometimes we can use ultimatums. However, we want to try to avoid those unless it's really necessary because ultimatums are about threat and they're usually about ending the relationship. And so especially in the listener's dilemma, They don't want to end the relationship. They want to get married. Yesterday, we talked about how do you start that conversation. We know that the first three minutes of a conversation predicts how the conversation is going to go. And so I introduced some words that you could use, some things you could think about in terms of bringing it up in a way that is going to increase the likelihood that the conversation is successful. Today, we're going to talk about what do you do to continue that conversation based off of a few common responses that you might get. So the first response you might get is that you might say something like, hey, I've really been thinking about how you and I talk about we want to get married and I've noticed it hasn't been happening. Is this a good time for us to talk about it? The other person might say, oh, do we have to talk about it today? I just don't really want to get into that. Now, what do you do? This is where boundaries come in. So what's your boundary here? You can't force them to talk to you, right? So in that moment, saying, no, talk to me now, isn't going to help because they've already decided they don't want to talk to you. And the conversation's probably not going to actually feel very fulfilling to you. It's not going to be something that goes anywhere good. And at the same time, it's not fair if the person continues to say, can't we talk about it another time? It's not the right time. Let's do it another day because time keeps going on and on and on. So what will you do in response to that type of avoidance? It's really important in those moments that you hold firm. And so you might say something like, that's fine. And I really need us to talk about this. So when would be a good time for you? I'd like us to do it by the end of the week, the end of the day, whatever it is. Hopefully they say, okay, great. Let's do it Saturday. If they say something like, I'm just not going to be ready. I'm not in the headspace. We're too busy this weekend, whatever it is. I want you to actually try to connect. When people avoid sometimes it's because they don't know how to connect. 
And I don't want you to do it in a way that's pushy or in a way that's not totally reading their signals. But what you can do is you can say something like, all right, what's going on here? You know, this is something we've both agreed to. I understand it's a big conversation. How are you feeling about having the conversation? So take it a little bit meta. How are you feeling about us talking about this thing? The other person might say, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling pressured, whatever it is. You can connect on that, right? I get that. I understand. It's a lot to talk about. Tell me more. I want to know why you're nervous. So really trying to understand what's going on with their internal world. Now, let's say that you say to them, I really want to talk about this marriage thing. It's been on my mind. Is this a good time? And they say, sure. What do you want to talk about? And you bring it up and they say, I think it sounds great. Yeah, we're going to get married. Let's do it. Now, that conversation on the surface might feel good. You might walk away going, okay, thank God we're still on the same page. And you're leaving the conversation with the same issue. There's not a plan and there's not actions. So if the conversation goes in the direction you want it to go, please don't become so elated by that, that you forget to ask about the plan. And the plan doesn't need to be figured out in that moment. However, you deserve some sort of timeline, some sort of idea of action steps. So in the case of the listener who wants to get married, their partner wants to get married too, it's totally reasonable to say, I'm so glad to hear that you also still want to get married. And for me, it's really important to know the timeline. I don't need it to be next week. I don't need it to be next month. I don't have to know the exact date. However, I do need to know, you know, do you plan for this to be within a couple months? Do you plan for it to be in a couple years? I want you to get used to talking about yourself. So in talking about yourself, you're talking about why that answer matters to you. I need to know because it helps me to plan. I need to know because getting married is really important to me. And for me, I need it to happen by X date. So I just want to make sure we're actually on the same page here. And then lastly, it's okay to ask about action steps. What are we going to do next about this? What do you think the next steps are that we need to take? Really asking people the questions that you want to know. Sometimes the reason that we don't know enough from the people who are seemingly delaying our plans is because we're not asking enough questions. Sometimes that's because we're afraid. Sometimes that's because we don't want to be needy. Sometimes it's because we don't know the questions to ask. Ask questions. Let's go back to the example of you have to talk to a boss. Of course, you need to have some sort of different relationship there than you would with a partner. However, a lot of what you don't know in your workplace is because you're not asking questions. Now, let's say that you bring this up gently the way I taught you yesterday. Let's say that they avoid, but you're really great at holding firm and saying, okay, you know, we don't have to talk about it this second, but we've got to talk about it by the end of this week. Let's say that you're beautifully empathetic and you try to get under the emotions that are causing them some sort of delay here. Let's say that they go along with it and they say, I want to get married too. And they give you plans or they give you action steps. They give you dates and then still nothing happens then what do you do? The question I ask my clients when this happens is what is your line? And that's what I'm going to leave you here with today. What is your line? And what I mean by that is 
What's the line between this is okay, I'm willing to wait, I'm willing to see where this plays out, and the line of I can't wait anymore? When do you know you've gotten there? That's something you have to decide for yourself. If you wait for the other person to tell you that it's time, if you wait for the other person to tell you that it's been too long to wait, if you wait for the other person and wait and wait and wait, but you don't know your own line, you're going to get yourself into a tough position. And so what I'd like for you to think about between today and tomorrow is what's your line here? I'm Liz Earnshaw, and I'm the author of the book, I Want This to Work. You can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you, so please take a moment to leave us a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones, and when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Go to Fathom.fm slash Good Risings, ask questions, and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.